So Lord, we invite you into those, that doorway back there. We invite you into this room. We yield this place to you. We yield our hearts and our minds and our spirits to you. Lord, pour your spirit out on us. Come and give us a revelation of who you are, a deeper understanding. Let tonight be all about you, that you give us a revelation of who you are and who we are in you. Lord, we give you this time. The enemy hates everything we're going to do tonight. So I just give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll go with plan B. Okay. <laughs> now, here it is. Sneaky. I muted it. I, don't get me near the electronics. Okay, don't look. Don't look. Don't look. Shut your eyes. It's not going anyplace icky. <laughs> Where shall I go from here? It should just be onward and upward, right? Okay. Gosh, how's everybody doing? I'm so glad to see you. This is, when we talk about spiritual warfare, to me it's like party time. Yes. My sword has been upgraded from two-edged sword to a two-edged lightsaber. Because the word of God is light. So. And so yours too, yours too can be upgraded. Let me get to my notes. So, tonight's warfare. Um, have you ever thought of what it would really be like if you walked through the doors? What would you do? Would you melt in a puddle? Would your heart just burst? Or would you just fly in the rafters? I'm not sure. Just a thought. I digress a little bit. It was the worship. It was so good. It made me think about that. So, um, so this is a little bit different. And, and, and my sort of challenged me a little bit on this, on applying spiritual warfare to the gifts and how to, how to go about doing that. We all know that we have armor and we have sword, but how does it apply to everything we've learned up to now? We've gone through all the nine gifts, so everybody's armed and dangerous now. Everybody's equipped the enemy is no longer safe. Every lie can be exposed. Every plot and plan. Hey, we started off in a cancer-free zone tonight. Hallelujah. I just bless you two. 
You two are like the dynamic duo. Um, they do a lot more than that. They're, they're amazing. Uh, if you ever get a chance to talk to Mary and Ben, they're an awesome couple. So um, as we apply that spiritual warfare uh, with all the things that we've learned about the gifts of the Spirit, I want to first start off talking about tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. Those are all the verbal gifts. And like, I love Brian Fenimore. It seems like every time he's here, I'm sick for some reason. Uh, anyway, uh, and I heard him say that the verbal gifts are the voice of Jesus and um, that the, the physical gifts are the, the hands of Jesus and the, and the, and the uh, mind and the, the, I went blank. Um, that's the mind of Christ, which I need right now. <laughs> so, uh, what am I thinking of? So, we'll get to it. So, I'll, don't worry, I'll come around. I can go around the mountain and come back. So, um, when we get to the verbal gifts, we've learned that prophecy can bring uh, a word to somebody's destiny, to their life. We can, we can even proclaim and command um, those callings into our life. When somebody says, you're meant to go out and do this, yet you're on your deathbed, that word, that prophetic word, is more powerful than the sickness that may have you in bed. You have a call, you have a life and a, and, and a word from God that says, you are destined for this or that, whatever that word is. One word, one prophetic word can change everything. It can take you up to the next level. You can get an upgrade out of a word. And that's warfare because it breaks the curse. It breaks the plots. It breaks the plans of the enemy. And you didn't have to say anything except line up with the will of God. I know when I was really going through it, there were teams up here, and they would have prophetic words for me. They would say things like, you have a healing anointing. You won't walk with a cane and a walker in a wheelchair anymore. You have a teacher's anointing. You are going to minister all around the world. And I thought they were on something. I didn't know what they were doing, but I thought they were half crazy because I couldn't even get out of my bedroom, yet alone go halfway around the world, um, pray for anybody else. That was a whole mystery to me. I really thought they were crazy. So if you get a word and you think somebody's crazy, you write that word down. You pray on it because it's a word from God. Usually they can miss it in parentheses, but it's a word from God, and it has to do with your destiny. It has to do with the, the call that's on your life, and he, he can turn everything around. 
He can take everything that was meant for death and destruction and turn it for life and life more abundant. He has a future, a plan, and a hope for you. I also believe a prophetic word can be like our navigation system. Like, where are we going? What's that next step? So pay attention, because a lot of times you'll get a word that's confirmation. And write that down, write that down, that's important. Because I got a lot of those words that kept coming and coming and coming that said the same thing. And I just couldn't understand how God could get it wrong that often. <laughs> you know, he actually came to me many years later <clears throat> on those words and he told me to go get my passport ready that I was leaving and I was going to do some traveling. Well, I was faithful and I wrote it down in my journal. And then I just laid it aside. And then lo and behold, I had an opportunity to go halfway around the world and minister. And I had no passport. I didn't even have anything in place to do what he had called me to do. So, being the obedient, obedient girl I am, I ran to the passport office with my extra money and I waited extra long in line and I did get my passport even though it was a month and a half later. So, those crazy words, they're not so crazy. He, he means them and he, he, he has such joy in fulfilling those those words that he has for you. So write them down, but then take it to the next step and be obedient. Listen and be obedient to what he has because it's only to prosper you and uh, bring you into the things that you've dreamed about, the things that are on your heart. So the next one, the one that I couldn't think of, Words of wisdom, words of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. Mind of Christ, mind of Christ. Um, those are the ones that reflect the mind of Christ. And words, words of wisdom, words of knowledge are so similar to me, it's sort of hard to distinguish them. Um, but word of knowledge to me is what God's wanting to do right then. It's what's on his menu. It's on his list of things to do. So when you get a word of knowledge, remember we talked about this. It can be a feeling. It can be, he can use any of your five senses to get through to you. But it's what he wants to release. That's what he's doing. That's what's on his heart. And word of wisdom is the same. So this is supernatural wisdom from God. And it confounds the enemy. So any sort of word, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, we can also get, and we've talked about this in service, and then Havilah Cunningham talked about a rhema word. So we talked about how um, a rhema word can be one of those words that just jumps right off the page when you're reading your Bible. A rhema word can be... A spiritual weapon. 
you can claim that word. Uh, Alan, are you back there? Oh, Tim, can we go to Romans? So this was a rhema word for me before I really kind of understood what a rhema word was. So rhema, rhema Roman, um, uh, 28. So this was really important to me. And if I ever got another tattoo, I, w I would get this somewhere, like, you know, on my head. Um, oops, too much spirit. Uh, so, before I knew God could really turn any situation around, where he could turn murder into life, where he could um, turn disability into running and dancing and playing and going halfway around the world, before I knew that, he gave me that word. It's one of those that leapt off the page. It hit me right here, so deep, deep, deep. I think it's part of my muscle tissue. But it says, and we know that all things work together for good for those who love God. Anybody love God? I love God. I love God. To those who are called according to his purpose. He can work all the bad stuff in our lives. Everything the adversary has thrown at you, every single thing, he can take that and turn it into something good as long as you love him. And you all said you love him. So he can turn every bit of heartache, every tear, every frustration, every disappointment, all discouragement, all sickness, all illness, all depression, all addictions. He can turn it all to good. He can turn it all to good. So when I found that word, I hung on to it. And that's why I said it, it, I think it's part of my, my own body, my own tissue. And that's why it'd be so easy to put it on as a tattoo. So it would just sort of rise to the surface, probably. So I, I really want you to think about that, that we don't have to go to battle. We don't have to war, so to speak. We don't have to put all this effort into fighting the devil. We can stand on God's word and say, I love God, and he can turn all the good, everything no matter what it is. Um, and then the other one, Romans 8, 38. This one ranks right up there. So as you know, I was involved in the New Age, and I taught, and I, I led people all over the place, and, you know, I thought a lot of And I, I thought, um, you know, I had the blood of my firstborn child. I had the blood of his, of his on my hands, and I, I thought I was terrible. I didn't think there was any way back from that condemnation, that shame, that guilt. It was just heaped on, and the world was, was really actually very um, accommodating that way, too. So then I got a hold of this scripture. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, 
nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So no matter what you've done, no matter where you come from, guess what? Nothing can separate you from the love of God. And that's warfare. You stand on that, Satan can't touch that. He doesn't know what to do with love, especially the love of God. He never understood it in the first place, I don't think. Or he wouldn't be where he's at. So that also spoke to me about how God didn't leave us as orphans. He gave us his love. We're his children. He's given us tools and weapons and scripture because he loves us, because we're not orphans. He gave us his Holy Spirit, and he gave us all this to overcome everything Satan would like to hand us. So, I don't think there's anything on planet Earth that can stand against that. That's what he says. Nothing. So no matter where you come out of, no matter what you're dealing with right now, or even where you think you're going, you come back to this. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. And if you have the love of God, you have everything. Because he has a future, a plan, and a hope. So discerning of spirits. I think I just grew up discerning of spirits. I didn't know there was a name for it. And I bet all of you did too. I mean, you can walk into a room and know when it's somebody's angry. You can walk into a room and know that somebody's upset. I think most of us are equipped to be discerning. But God wants to take it up to that next level. He wants us to focus on what's happening spiritually that we're not, we're not always in 3D land, that we have a spirit, and we can tap into the atmosphere. We are equipped to take the temperature in the spiritual atmosphere, and we're called to do it because we're all called to be atmosphere changers, atmosphere shifters. So I invite you from this day forward, to always get your little feelers going. Take a temperature of what's going on in the room. Take a temp... You know what? Close your eyes right now. And just focus on the very atmosphere in this room, the spiritual atmosphere. What are you feeling? What are you sensing? You're equipped. You're activated. What's going on in the spiritual realms? Take a minute and just write that down. 
first thing that comes to your head, mind, whatever. Make a note of that. And you know, when you come to church on Sunday, test the atmosphere. When you go to work tomorrow, test the atmosphere. When you go in the grocery store, test the atmosphere. When you're at school, test the atmosphere. So what are you supposed to do with that now? You're equipped to shift the atmosphere. We're to call heaven to earth. So depending on what you got, if you got, if you got fear, guess what you're going to release? Love. If you got anger, you release peace. If you got confusion, release the mind of Christ. Mind of Christ, mind of Christ. Release the mind of Christ. If, there, if there's just the demonic force, you can feel it everywhere. Call on God's holy army into the place, his holy angels. Whatever it is, you can shift it. You can do just the opposite. So take authority in that place. You've been given authority. You're not from planet Earth. You're from heaven. And you have every right to take ownership of that atmosphere and shift it. You've been given that authority. You, are, you have been given that dominion. So the next time it's feeling hairy, you know what to do. Shift it. Get in touch with those things and just release them. I envision that. This is Ray language. I envision that as little fire hydrants. So you're in touch with God and you just let it loose. Open up those valves and just let all of heaven, just let it go. Let it rip. So that nothing's left except heaven, God's love. And if you don't know what to release, release the fruit of the Spirit. Love, peace, joy, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, long-suffering, self-control. So, close your eyes again, and we're going to shift. You're a little fire hydrant, and you're in touch with, with heaven. So for the things that you felt, the things that you discerned, release the opposite. Ask the Holy Spirit what needs to be released. Release it into the atmosphere. Good. How's it feel? Does it feel better? It should have felt pretty good in here to begin with because, you know, worship and all. So,
We can also sense and discern what's going on in people's lives. You can feel when somebody's upset. You can feel um, if they're heartbroken or mad or angry. So you can, you can sense, and then that gives you a clue on how to pray for them. Um, So I got a word, a word of knowledge once that was so strong, it went just, it felt like I was a dinger in a bell. Ding. It just felt that strong. It just rattled me. And it, it was a word of knowledge from Doug Addison was he, when he was here. And he told me about dancing at my daughter's wedding, and he named the song Love Shack, for those, some of you may know that song. <laughs> Sorry, honey. And uh, that was so strong. And that's exactly, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what took place. That was the first dance I danced after I was healed, after I was able to walk, after I was able to uh, run and play. My first dance was at my daughter's wedding, and it was to Love Shack. And Doug Addison got that. And that just, it was awesome. So I pray that each of you get a word of knowledge like that, that goes so deep that it just messes with your reality that you're no longer confined by planet Earth, but you're, you're in that place of the heavenly realms with your Father God, and he's dinging your dong. That didn't sound good at all. <laughs> oh, I take that back. Erase, erase, erase. Where he's invading your world with his power and his might. That's better. So on to the, the next group of miracle or next group, which we talk about the the physical um, uh, what are we talking about? The physical gifts, thank you. Gifts. And that's healing, that's faith, and that's miracle. I knew what they were, I just couldn't categorize them. So those are the physical. That's the hands and feet of Jesus. And I just feel like we should all walk in that. that. There's nothing that should be stopping us, blocking us. There should be no barriers. You've all been activated. You've all had a baptism of the Holy Spirit, hopefully. And you love God. You have Jesus. You have the Holy Spirit. So I just release you into all these gifts, that you walk in them in the fullness that God desires. For me, faith. And I, I can only go back to my own story, my story of God. And faith came when he gave me a vision when I was still in a wheelchair, a walker, a cane, and bedridden. He showed me a vision while somebody was praying, I think, of me taking my cane and just cracking it in two on my knee and then holding it up in 
the form of a cross up to him, giving him all the glory and thanksgiving. I knew from that day forward, I was going to be healed. I didn't know when, I didn't know how, I just didn't know anything about it except that I was going to be healed. And you know what? That cane just disappeared after I got healed. I have no idea where it went. It was in the prayer room for a long time, and then it just is gone. So, glory to God. But that was faith. He showed me. He gave me a vision of that. He gave me a revelation. I didn't have to worry about it anymore. And you don't have to worry about your healing anymore either. You may not get a vision. You may not get a, a, a confirmation from your neighbor, but he says it right there. By his stripes, you were healed. My God heals all our diseases. That's what he has for you. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. I'm not any different than the, the, the lady who was healed from cancer. There's nothing different from her than anybody else sitting here or knowing somebody else that's suffering from some sickness, addiction, oppression, depression. And that includes financial things. We're not meant to walk around in lack. That includes relational things. We're not to be in strive. We're not to have family members all... We're, we're, to meant, we're meant to walk in unity. We're meant to walk in love. And he can heal those relationships. He can heal lack. He can break off poverty. He can break off the lies. And that's another thing. All these things, they break off the lies. They break down the strongholds that the enemy has tried to take the people down with. He brings in a stronghold of his truth. It's who he says you are. It's about what he says into your situation and to, into your world and into your life. It's his truth that builds a stronghold and knocks all those strongholds down. They have no business in your life anymore. You have the gifts of the Spirit. You have the fruits of the Spirit. You have his word, his love, and his knowledge. So I just release that into your life, into your finances, into your relationships, in your bodies, in your minds, your souls, your spirit. I just speak healing and wholeness, whether it's a miracle, whether it's by faith. I just release that into you right now, that as you leave here today, those things are left here behind at the altar, that they don't belong to you. They're on the cross. That work was done 10,000. 10, I don't do time. I think it was 2,000. I think it was 2,000. He corrected me, okay. 2,000, at the cross, which side of the cross are you going to walk on? Are you going to walk on the side before the cross when there were sickness and addictions and, and unrest and, and strife? Are you going to walk on this side of the cross? I can do that much time. I, I can understand that I want to walk on this side of the cross where my healing has already been provided for. That might be faith. So, miracles. Miracles just defy what the world says. That's all. We do it all the time. We're his children. We're, we're miracle-working, wondrous creatures made in his image. He's a God of miracles. He opens blind eyes. He opens deaf ears. Hey, the lame walk. And you know what? The dead rise up. And I tell you, you're not safe. If you fall down around me dead, I'm coming after you. 
I am so on that. And I just speak life and life more abundant. We say, rise up, O Lazarus. And we come into agreement for all, for just a special somebody I know right now who passed away last week. Can you join with me? Do you have your miracle-working, wondrous anointing on? So this is a young man, and he lost his life. He was gunned down. He was murdered. Somebody picked up a gun, aimed it at him, and shot him. His body is waiting for a memorial service as we speak. Where's your faith? Can you stand with me? His name is Jacob. I'm not afraid to look silly. I'm not afraid to step out on the water. I'm not afraid to go across the chicken line. Can we join together in agreement? That's another thing the enemy really hates, is when we come together in unity. Man, that's a number one battle plan for a saint. But when we come together in unity, when we come together in agreement, the enemy knows the gig is up. He hates it. So I don't know what God's plans are for Jacob, but he was 17 years old. And I want you to just join with me if you feel the call and say and pray from your heart, from your spirit. Father God, we lift up Jacob to you. We say, just as Jesus said to Lazarus, Rise up, O Lazarus. We command, if it's your will, Lord, rise up, O Jacob. We speak life and life more abundant. We say rise up out of that coffin. Come and fulfill the call. Fulfill the dream that God dreamed for you. Fulfill the anointing. Fulfill the life that God has for you. We bind up death. We bind up destruction. And we lose life and life more abundant. We break off the curse of death. We break off the slumber of death. We speak life and life more abundant into every cell into every organ of your body. We say, rise up, young Jacob. And if there's a plan B, I speak peace and healing to his family and loved ones. That there's an invasion of the Holy Spirit to bind up the wounds of the brokenhearted, 
to release comfort. And that void that Jacob leaves, I ask that it be filled with your Holy Spirit. So come now, Lord. Minister to these people. And I pray justice that his blood cries out for justice. And we ask for justice. But rise up, O Jacob. Rise up. Rise up. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you, everybody. Didn't know I was going there. Wouldn't it be cool? What if? God does it. We're operating from a place of victory. We know how the story ends. So no matter how it looks, we know that we walk with him, that our story ends and begins with him. That every mountain the adversary comes at you with, God says it can be thrown into the sea. That's faith. So back to my story with healing. And some people have heard me talk about it, and some of you may not. But it's a story of him and his faithfulness. It's a story of healing. It's a story of miracles. I went from not being able to walk to running through this sanctuary. There was a lady that was bold enough who stepped across the chicken line, bless you, Dorothy, who said, I take authority and dominion over MS, and I command it to go. Well, the next thing I knew, I didn't feel warm. I didn't feel fuzzy. I felt like that little girl out on a playground, free and happy as can be, eight years old, swinging around in the prayer room with Dorothy without a care or a cane, free. She said, try to do something you couldn't do before. And I t- Some of you know I couldn't do this. Well, I couldn't walk, really. I mean, without a lot of assistance from somebody or something, I had actually lost the muscle. This whole calf muscle was gone. And um, atrophied. Anyway, she said, try and do something you couldn't do before. So we came out here, and I went down those stairs, which was a miracle. Because to be able to do this after not being able to do it, woohoo! thank you, Lord. So I decided to try up. Up was good, just as good as coming down. So up, down, up, down, up, down. And I thought, well, where's Jeff? Jeff was here. I, de- I decided I'm a, I'm a whole or nothing girl. I go for everything. With everything I got, no matter what it is, I go for it. And I said, let's go. Let's run. And 
we got to about here, and I just did like a nose plant, a face plant right here. I'm, I don't know how I didn't end up with rug burns because it was like sliding into home base. I decided to get up and try it again, and off we went, off we went, off we went. My hair was blowing. I was free. And we ran, and we screamed, and we praised him and gave him all the glory. And you know, and you can join me every August 17th, you will find me going through here praising and yelling and just hair on fire. So, and I get stronger and stronger every year. But to make a long story short, the next day with my kids, they were like totally, like couldn't believe that I was walking and dancing and trying to do Ring Around the Rosie with him out in the front lawn. And it was my son, Aaron, who pointed out that the muscle was back on my leg. It's like, I didn't even notice that. How could I not notice that? But it was my son that pointed it out to me. Miracles happen. The lady who was just restored from cancer, miracles happen. It's not something you read out on TV or something that you heard somewhere, somewhere. It's right here. It's for right now. It's not for, t for yesterday. It's for here. If you need a miracle, stand up. You know Satan hates a miracle. A miracle shut him up in no time. Okay, all of you been equipped? I want you to go with somebody who's standing for a miracle, and I'm going to ask you to use whatever gift he's given you, whatever prayer he's given you. Let's see, how shall we do this? How about the people who need a miracle come up here on my right my left and stand here? You all are now the prayer team. You all are the ones that are going to pray for miracles, signs, and wonders. So Holy Spirit, come and pour yourself out. Manifest yourself tonight. Does everybody need a miracle? Well, he's a God of miracles. Don't we sing that almost once a month? Okay. You all are the prayer team. So pick somebody. See who God highlights. Go for it. Use all those gifts. You've all been anointed. You have everything it takes. You don't even have to say anything spectacular. You can say, be healed in Jesus' name because God says so. Go for it, team. Woohoo! None of this stuff is safe anymore. <sighs> Don't you love family praying for each other?
Thank you, Jesus. For those of you who sort of back, I'm going to ask you to stand and do a declaration with me. something Graham Cook talks about, calling it, calling it up and letting it loose. So repeat after me. Lord, I declare and proclaim that I am an anointed one, that I have been chosen by you, that I am of God. And greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. I am a child of light. And I have been given every good gift of the Holy Spirit. The supernatural is now natural for me. I declare the anointed one lives within me. And has, and has overcome the world. Therefore, I am now an overcomer. Am now overcomer. I, call up all I call up all heaven. And I let it loose into this world. As I walk with you. I talk with you. I hear your heart. And obey your voice. I call it up. And I let it loose in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Good night. Bless you all. See you next Wednesday. Do we have any miracles? If we don't have one to report tonight, keep me in the loop. Because I know miracles can sometimes happen progressively. <laughs>